You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And uh, before we get started, I must apologize for my tardiness, but I think in probably a podcasting first, um, the reason we're late is because I locked myself. Well, I didn't lock myself out of my own house. I think I've broken the lock in the front door of my house, put it that way. So, uh, um, yeah, that's going to be another thing I have to tackle later on. But before we do that, we're going to tackle a preview show. For Southampton versus Aston Villa. A game I'm really looking forward to, Paddy. Friday Night Lights, we've been speaking about this. I was actually tying when the, when the fixture list came out. I was tying with the idea of maybe going to this game. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute rip-roar. I think Villa are going to put on a good good performance tomorrow. I have nothing to base that on, other than the fact that I've missed Aston Villa over the last week. Um, I, haven't, I haven't missed a heavy heart after a, a, a shit performance. But uh, yeah, I've missed I missed football last weekend. Um, normally, at, at this stage of the season, when when you don't have football, you have some kind of international or European games to to tickle your fancy. But there's there's been nothing really. You know, it's just been a bit of a quiet week. Um, not much to talk about in the in the presser today. Um, bigging up the team and bigging up the players. We've but we've. Uh, a lot of worries. Have we got a goalkeeper? <laughs> ah, we will. We have a goalkeeper. All right. Ah, there's, it's just dodgy shoulder. It'll be fine tomorrow. Mm. Be grand. Well, Jared says Jared maintains he's going to play. So I think of all the places you could play and have a cheeky wee, and is probably in goals if you needed to. As long as it's only, <laughs> as long as it's only a wee. <laughs> Look, Adam's nappies are there. As long as he doesn't have to do a Gary Lineker, nobody wants to see that. Like, yeah, nobody. There's wants a lot more cameras that. around these days. Look, I think fully grown men can hold it for 45 minutes anyway, or 47 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Just don't get injured anyone and we'll be okay. Our goalkeeper. And if if anyone's going to get away with it, it's him because he has the darker shorts. So Exactly. 
Exactly. Adult diapers all around. Exactly. Bit of a modium. Bit of a modium, says uh, says David Stiles. And uh, Noel Connachton in our chat group said something else that I can't, can't quite pronounce, uh, put out there, all right, about what his, what his words would be before we're <laughs> out in the field, but I'm not going to put out there. But guys, we do, look, I suppose, first of all, let's start off with the with the um, press conference this morning. Um, bit of news. Obviously, there, there seems to be something going around the, the dressing room. Well, when I say that, our goalkeeper and our what I would presume will be our starting striker and Ollie Watkins are both uh, under the weather at the moment. But then it was really weird because they posted a picture of Ollie Watkins training then afterwards. Now, whether that was just state-sponsored propaganda or whether it was uh, or whatever it was, I'm not quite sure. Well, he did, he did say Ollie Watkins was earlier in the week. It was, he wasn't the fresh one. Yeah. Was, he, he was recovered or recovering when he went back training. But uh, Emmy Martinez only happened to him this morning by all accounts or overnight. So maybe he just needs to get more sleep. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. God, I can relate to that. God, I can relate to that as well. But we I, I think there's, look, I, I think for, for this game, um, I think the team, it's sad to say in, in, in a way with all the options we have, or sorry, it's it's not sad to say. It's completely different way to say the complete opposite to that. It's great to say with all the options we have, should I say, that, um, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of, I and I said this in the Villa View yesterday. I, I'm kind of on the on the boat whereby I think I keep the team the same way it is, but at the same time, there's a there's like there's about twenty five percent of me is saying if we get Coutinho that played against Southampton last year, I think it'll make me feel like a child in a, a sweet shop again because we need a performance out of Coutinho and potentially potentially it, well, it's all it always could be his next game. And I know that the, 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 the you know wh- when is going to be his next good game, but I think he's going to have one at some time. But I think we'll be looking forward to the team sheet tantrum tomorrow. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, I don't know whether I'm looking forward to it or not. Like I think it'll be a tantrum. I think there'll be. I think no matter what he does, people are going to complain mm. if he sets himself up the state the same way. There's going to be people complaining if he leaves out Bondia. There's going to be people complaining if he leaves out Coutinho. There's going to be people complaining. So look. As you as you say, th- th- this Friday night lights is is a big deal. It pisses me off because I can't go to them because I've got to work and holidays are at a premium, so we we, we have to mind them. Um, also, the Sunday games are a pain in the arse, and I can't go to them because getting home at two o'clock in the morning from from Villa Park is not ideal. And uh, yeah, so we're craving a Saturday kickoff that we can go and enjoy a few drinks and stay over and come back at my leisure on the Sunday. So, yeah, Friday night's not good for us. Um, plus, I'm probably going to miss the team sheet tantrum with work commitment. So, uh, yeah, what can you do? What can you do is right. What can you do? We, 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 we give you a night off. It's all right. It's all right, Paddy. As uh, John Steele said, there was a John... That's very good of you. <laughs> was it uh, somebody was saying saying there that we were just uh, yeah it was John said don't worry they'll be long short and Neil is just going through the final points of Paddy's contract extension exactly yeah yeah he only signed one a couple of weeks ago and now he's looking for another contract extension well, John I think somebody else's contract is in trouble here because we, we've had numerous solicitors letter from the, letters from the people of Dundalk complaining that uh, <laughs> no the people of Dundalk are complaining because you kept claiming that Steve Staunton was from Drogheda when he's in fact from Dundalk. Was he now, not born in Drogheda? To, I wasn't going to pull you up on it, but Steve Staunton spent his life in Dundalk. Steve Staunton was born in Drogheda. 
Because that's so, where the hospital is. That's where the maternity oh, no. hospital is. He wasn't. He wasn't even born in Drogheda. He was born at the dock as well. There you go. And I wasn't going to pull you up the first time you did it. That's and fine. then whatever way, whatever way the conversation went, I couldn't pull you up the second time because. And it, the amount of messages I got from people going, why didn't you pull him up on it? Did you not know he was from Dundalk? And I went, yeah, I did know, but I just couldn't. It was gone ah, too far. I, I might as well just defend both towns. They're both the same place anyway. Yeah, never oh, been never been yeah. to either. They're both yeah. <laughs> I would have said, the people of, people of Dundalk, I love you. Okay, do not... Uh, <laughs> Then I think I don't know if you for one second. You've got a mighty fine football footballing town. Two two mighty fine footballing towns, I might say, um, for Ireland's smallest county. And to have two real top level football teams come out of there is uh some like I, I'm from Limerick and okay, Treaty United are 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 doing okay in the first division, but we've had more football team names than uh <laughs> than Prince did when he was alive and he was uh he was performing. So uh you know, for you guys to be able to keep two teams afloat there in the smallest county in Ireland, that is some kudos. And see, Paddy, I told you I'd bring my way back in there. I told you I'd bring my way back yeah. in there. But this is neither neither here nor there. This is not Southampton. This is not Aston Villa. And that's what we're here to talk about. Paddy, big question for you. Does then Donker start? Um, I think he might. I, I think I think he'll play him and Kamara tomorrow. Um, I think we look at a four-two-three-one tomorrow. Whatever, whatever that may mean. Um, if it's if it's Watkins, if it's if it's Ings, and then the three guys in behind them, I think tomorrow is the perfect time for it. I think they're not the force they once were. The two new centre halves. There's people there to be got at, and uh, I I think is the perfect time for it. And you know, it'll it'll keep our shop tight and allow those front four to hopefully have a field day like they did the last time we played them. Um. Yeah, I th- I think it's I. I don't know will he blame, but I think he sees game time for sure. I think he sees game for time for sure. And I don't know will he blame because I think I think he's going to be looking after his job. I said this in the villa and the villa view. I think Stephen Jared knows he's not out of the woods. Obviously, I, I f- look. Let's call it a point. No one ever expected to get against City is good when you're accumulating points against teams that you should beat. He needs, he knows, to go out here and this is a must-not-lose game. He can't afford to lose games between now and the World Cup because regardless of what everybody says about himself and Christian Perslow being bosom buddies, and look, that that probably is the case, he will get sacked before the World Cup because we have a full month to bring in somebody. And we're not going, we're like, we're going to have some players at the World Cup, but we'll have a full month or six weeks to be able to bring somebody in there to, to implement our plans. So, like, the club would be absolutely, they would be lunatics if they were thinking of sacking somebody, if any club was thinking of sacking somebody, you'd be a lunatic not to do it in this current season prior to the World Cup. It'd be absolutely mental because you have a guilt-edged opportunity to re-kickstart your season coming back, specifically for a club like Aston Villa. Yes, we'll have... I, I, I forgot, I, I don't know how many players exactly we'll have at the World Cup. I think it's something like six. But if you got somebody in there, they would still be able to work with a lot of the players that aren't going to the mm-hmm. World Cup during that period of time as well. So I think it would be absolute lunacy for anybody who's thinking, not just Aston Villa, anybody who's thinking, not to take this opportunity to come back stronger um, after that World Cup break. But look, we hope, we're, I, I actually, I, I personally hope, I don't, as I've said before, I don't care who's in the dugout. I just want us to win games. I hope we win the next six games in a row and we don't have to be worrying about management because it's a worry. It's, a, it's, it's something that I want to see good performance on the field. Like my, my motto from here on in, regardless of who the hell is playing or who the hell is in the dugout, is just go out and win, please. 
That's really what my motto is. And I think we're probably all mm. at that stage now as well. Well, we need we need to get it. We need to. I know it's only middle of September and we missed already around the matches, but we need to be pushing up that table. We, we don't need to be looking over our shoulders. We're, we're a much better team than that. So I firmly believe that if we play with the intensity we did against Manchester City, there'll be very few teams outside the top six that will have be able to cope mm. with us at all. Yeah. So, you know, he's shown he can do it. He needs to show he can get them up for every game. If you can get them up for Man City, you have to get them up for the Southamptons of the world. It's, it's time to go and, and show that he is the manager we want him to be. We need points on the board. We need goals. We need players playing to their their, their full potential. Um, you know, I lick my lips thinking about the fact that we could look at Leon Bailey, Buendia, um, Coutinho in behind Danny Ings tomorrow night or Ollie Watkins. I think that would be amazing. I, th- I think that's a front forward that will cause absolute carnage in that new enough defence that uh, Southampton have um, and that's that's worth mentioning as well yes while it isn't a new enough the guy that they've brought in has just been caught up to the German squad 10 million signing mm. from Bochum I think it was um, Bella Kotschup Kotschup I, I don't know how to pronounce his name but uh, he looks a real player in the early part of the season like literally he performed so well in his first two games that Ben Rack was sat down you know, and, and that's not a slight on Bednarek at all, because I think they're two completely different players. And and uh, I think they've realized that Kyle Walker Peters is just not going to defend ever, ever again. And they've they've decided that they're more or less going to play that back three when whereby the three shuffle across when Kyle Peters goes forward. And, and that's OK, too. You know, that's OK, yeah. too. It's not a, a lot of people say uh, X player was dropped. Well, maybe it is. And, and I I've gone and watched a good bit of Bednarak over the last over the last twelve months. When I say that, I've watched maybe about six or seven games, and he was doing donkey work in the back too, like we play. Um, but they didn't have like they 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 didn't have a Bubakar Kamara like we do now, or a Den Donker. And while I don't think Den Donker is going to start, I think that uh, Douglas Louise is going to start, and I think we're going to play two uh, two pivots, and they're going to play two pivots, but their two pivots are going to be James Ward Post and Ashley Mayton and Niles. And that's a problem for them in itself. While two good, very good footballers and two very good progressors of the ball, I think it's a problem because I I, I I think it's a problem because I think Leon Bailey can get in around him. I think Jacob Ramsey can get around him. But I also think that could be an opportunity where he does go and play a Coutinho to get in around those guys like he did last season, albeit that Nathan Niles wasn't there and it was Oriel Romeo in his place. Mm. So they're not very defensive. War Prowse and Nathan Niles, they do play in that that shadow, in that, maybe it might be Nathan Niles, it, might, it, it could be someone else, but they, they do play that those two players in front of the back four. And neither of those two, like, I wouldn't be putting my money on either of the two of those turning into Nicky Butter, David Batty overnight, like. No, absolutely not. I think there's a, uh... I think there's a great scope here for us to to put some scores on the board, really get at them, and hopefully, like it, it is a little bit worrying when, when you hear there's a few players coming down with an illness, because it can spread quite quickly depending on what it is. We, we obviously didn't get too much information on it, but to hear that there's three players with illness is a little bit of a worry. Well, there's only two. Uh, Robin Robin Olsen has knee knee issue. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. So it's so, only two players at the shoulder. Do we still have Sinisalo on the books? We don't. He's gone to Burton. So Philip Marshall is next man up. Jed Philip Steer. Mar- what did Jed Steer do again? Oh, he's Achilles, didn't he? 
He did a bit, of, yeah, when he was playing for Luton, he did a, a yeah, bad one yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's Philip Marshall. I, I, just, I just hope he doesn't have to start. <laughs> big cuts. Bring big back cut. big cuts. Yeah. Well, there is only 24 players named, so why not put him in there? <laughs> and I tell you something, I'd love to see him come through a crowd. I'd say there'd be, it'd be like bowling ball going through skittles. There'd be none of them standing. He was like, he's built like a Hulk at the moment. So like it's uh, it's yeah. uh, it's definitely something I'd love to see big cuts coming through. Um, but look, put it this way. We're going to be so good in every other department that they won't have any shot anyway. So they could play John McGinn and goals, as someone said there earlier on. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I need to stop. Whatever. My camera keeps on zooming in, zooming out. Um, I don't know what the story is there. Paddy, do you want to know something? Do you know what we're talking about feelings and opinions and stuff like that here at the moment? But how's about we bring a few a few facts to the to the table with a segment we like to call Stato Corner. That's never going to get old. I love it. It's like an old sleuth kind of uh, um, an intro. I love it. But Stato Corner is back. Thank you very much, Dave. AFC Stato, as always. If you aren't following him on Twitter, you're doing it wrong. AFC Stato should be a follow on Twitter. Um, he gets a lot of stick for uh, for telling it like it is because some of the statistics, unfortunately, around Aston Villa Football Club ain't really nice to look at. But we do have some good ones to look at for today because we have some favorable statistics against um we do have some favourable statistics against uh, Southampton. So let's take a, look, a couple of looks at a uh, look at a couple of these even. So Aston Villa have won two of their last three Premier League games against Southampton, having won just one of their previous 11 against them. Positive. Okay. Yeah. Green, green okay. shoots recovery. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've got Hasselhutl's number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we do. <laughs> um, Next one is Southampton have conceded the first goal in each of their last five Premier League games, but have only gone on to lose twice. 1-0 to both Man United and Wolves. They came from two goals down to draw with Leeds before picking up 2-1 victories over Leicester and Chelsea. I, I very much so believe the Chelsea result was an anomaly. Um, I very much think that Leeds are... Like, like Leeds, Leeds have had some really great performance. Like there's the first first game of the season Leeds played. I looked at him, I think it was the first, maybe it was second. I looked at Leeds and went, wow, this guy has done unbelievable work with him. They look so drilled and regimented. But in this game against Southampton, they completely fell apart. Yeah. And uh you know it it was kind of like Leeds were last season and, and it takes time for that to come to 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 weld out of a squad. So for me it's always good for Aston Villa. It's always going to be important that we score first because we never look like we're going to be able to drag back a lead again. Um, so I think for us, it's going to be very important to score first. And as we can see here, they've lost two of their last four of their last five that they've gone down in. And let's make that three of their last six. Hopefully Next, we have no side has. I found this one bloody amazing, but no side has used fewer players in the Premier League so far this season. Then your own and our own Aston Villa. We've only used 18 players. God be with the days. God be with the days when 18 was like so many players. So many players. And there's a film coming out about that soon. Um, despite this, the villains have made more changes to their starting 11 than any other side so far this season. Uh, so we've made 14 changes to our starting 11. So there you go. We have consistency with the group we're using. We just don't have consistency with the group we're starting. And that that's good context to know. I know we've all known it with our back four and stuff like that. But that's good context to know because it, it, it 
and I'm not saying that it's 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 a reason to go away and say, oh well, we should all be a bit a bit looser on the manager, a bit less less like down on him. At the end of the day, he's picking the teams, so we shouldn't be. But it does show that like quite sometimes there could be less cohesion. But then again, it doesn't explain why we've conceded three goals already this season directly after scoring goals ourselves. That's a different issue itself. Mm-hmm. Next statistic. Aston Villa striker Danny Ings has scored four goals in the last three Premier League meetings between the Villains and Southampton at Villa Park, which is one of those coming for his current club. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But he has only played against them once, I think. I don't think he played in the other game. I could be wrong. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... He has a he's a habit of doing that, Danny Ings. So that that would be my pick tomorrow, and that's why I, I I alluded to the fact that I won't be on the team sheet tantrum. So I've I've already picked the team for you ahead of tomorrow earlier on. So yeah, it's Danny Ings up front for me and do the business against his old club. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Do I have another one for you guys? I do. I have a bonus one. Despite playing less than half the minutes available so far this Premier League season, two hundred and fifty three minutes, Danny Ings had had more shots. Eight and more touches in the in the opposition box twenty than any other Aston Villa player. So there you go. That's Team Paddy for you. See, I've been very kind to Team Paddy this week with the old Danny Ings <laughs> propaganda. You know, I've been very kind. To... And I, look, I think I think he could. I think he could play Ings up front. Like unless Watkins is bang 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 on right, I think he could play Danny Ings up front because once again, he knows he knows that he's still under the shadow of of the sack. You know. Um, yep. Well, like the the break and the and the one all draw, I don't think that, that covers up uh, as, as much as 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 much as um as, as some people might think. But anyway, that's beside the point, and that's wonderful. Thank you so much, David Stato, and thank you so much for the segment that we like to call Stato Car. No, oh, we're back. Damn, I took off our screen altogether. There we go. Um. Paddy, you said that you were going to call. Why is my camera zooming in and out? It's really annoying me. Um, Paddy, you said that you were going to call your team. Let's call it. Call it to me now. So, as I say, since you won't be there, won't be here tomorrow, because I'd like to digest it and ridicule. I mean, digest it um, before uh, tomorrow. Yeah, well, I've given you the front six anyway. Danny Ings. I, I was. I, I. I wasn't listening. I heard the Danny Ings part. Sure. Sure. I was, sure. I was too busy. What's I was busy trying to click to see was there another slide at the AVFC Stato piece. So go again. Right. At least right. we'll, we'll, it. we'll go back to the start then. So Martin is in goal. Fingers crossed. That's a big thing, I think. Um, I'd hate to see a fella making his debut tomorrow. I think that would be a little bit scary and have us sitting a bit deeper. Um, it will be uh, Ashley Young right back, Luca Dean left back, and Mings and Kanza. I think he'll play, yeah. Um, I think he'll play Dendonker and Kamara. And then in front of him, uh, Bailey, Coutinho and Buendia behind Watkins. Behind, He'd probably play behind Watkins, but I wanted to be Ings. Yeah. 
Um, I think that'll be ballsy tomorrow. I, well, I, I think it needs to be ballsy. I think I think we need to go and knock their socks off tomorrow. I, th- I, I think people I think people need to be standing throughout the game tomorrow, mm-hmm. singing all the songs, getting into it and enjoying it. And that's the only way to do it is to play on the front foot, is to have plenty in reserve if they catch it, if they come at us on the break. But I I think that front four is enough there to do damage. Actually, I take back that I think it's ballsy because I forgot you said the Donker and Kamara are going to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. by the way. It's it's nailed on for Bubakar Kamara to have the envy's life tomorrow. I just got my shirt, my wonderful shirt from Kitbag, where you can find uh, a link in the in the podcast notes down here. If you wish to get twenty percent off your Aston Villa gear, go to Kitbag. Any shirts and all that kind of crack, you can go there and you can help out the podcast. So there you go. I'm getting professional at this kind of crack, but I did. I just got it in there and I've got Kamara forty four on the back of it, and I kind of I mulled over it and I went, oh, well, I got Kamara forty four because he's he's most likely going to get Kamara six next season like um when Dougie Louise goes so uh but I said I'd get the 44 and let everybody know that I was in there on the ground floor with Bubakar Kamara but you did say that the two of them were going to be in there I think that makes a big difference I think for me that's a pivotal part whatever we if we are playing the front four that are going to be uh, attacking minded like you mentioned there Bailey Coutinho Buendia like I don't think we've seen it so far I don't think we've ever seen it uh, on no, the same I don't think so either. it would be Definitely nice not starting. Definitely not starting, but it would it might be nice to see that considering we're not gonna have, as people have said here, where is it? Um we're not gonna have Ashley Young bombing uh, bombing forward to the to the level that uh, Maddie Cash has because Maddie Cash will be out injured. Um and that would still at least give us uh three slash four that would be able to stay home mind the house, I think. So it, it might be it might be an option. And I think maybe that's what he's looking to do when he knows he doesn't have those bodies there just yet to like the likes of the Donker and, and Camaro might allow him to go Full court press, I think is what they call it, with those four guys up top. And then give the other team something to worry about and having to keep people at home when you've got that pace and trickery around you um, up there. So, look, I'm not going to be against it. I think I think every Villa fan wants to see that in Friday Night Lights. But I personally think that Jacob Ramsey will be nailed on to start tomorrow, regardless. I think Brindia won't start tomorrow, regardless of what he does. Um, I think uh, John McGinn is nailed on to start tomorrow, and that's why I'm going to be Debbie Downer here and I'm going to say hey <laughs> prepare yourselves for the exact same team that went out against Man City because he's going to play this belt and braces and I think he can set the team up he can set that team up to absorb pressure and I don't know that he needs to absorb pressure against this this uh, Southampton team because let's not forget they still have Elianusi and and uh, Stuart Armstrong you know mm. they still are they they still are their attacking intent Nathan Redmond has gone to gone to Turkey now um, Adam Armstrong is there who always scores against us. Che Adams is a great one of form. Yes, of course, they are still mm-hmm. there. But they will be relying on the likes of Elianusi and, uh, and, and Stuart Armstrong still to get things going there. And they've always yeah. come up trumps. Well, more often than not come up trumps against Aston Villa. The likes of Gineppo as well as another guy in there, a speedster. So it's going to be interesting. I think the, I think the, the two... That, the two styles here make for a good fight, but what they also make for is one team steamrolling the other team to a good effect because we've seen it before. Southampton have gone into four nil leads against us, and you know we came back to four uh, three uh, previously when when we first came up. Southampton and went, uh, I think they, you know, we we beat them at four nil last season. So sometimes the styles get mismatched, and it ends up one team trusting the other. 
I really, really think Aston Villa can go out and get a result against Southampton tomorrow. Maybe not a 4 0, but I think they can go out and they can put on a show tomorrow, regardless of who they put in the field. Because I think that even though I mentioned that when Swallow doesn't make a summer with the one all, there are players there that need confidence. Ezri Kanza got, would have gotten confidence from marking Haaland the way he did that game. It wasn't perfect by any means. But I think he would have got confidence. And I think the likes of um, uh, Douglas Luiz, Bubakar Kamara as well would have gotten confidence. And look, we'll see tomorrow when the team sheet is announced. Absolutely. Um, um, John Steele says, 93 watching, 11 likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it, lad. You X out of the live chat. Hit Don't the like button. Come, come back in again. Fair play Don't to you, shower of Remy Gats. Oh, Paddy, you know what we've forgotten to do completely? Oh, my fucking thing. We've forgotten to give away our Tony Daly book. No, you've forgotten. I've forgotten to give away our Tony Daly book. You fill there, son. You tell everybody about your favourite Southampton Aston Villa game you've ever been at. Because I'm sure you've been at us uh, at tons of them. Ooh. While I randomly pick somebody from the Tony from the comments in the Tony Daly interview here um to in a book. My favourite game, my favourite game uh, versus Southampton was at the Dell. Uh I'm gonna say 1996-97. Um, Andy Townsend scored the 5,000 Premier League goal. Oh, yeah. And I have his jersey upstairs from that game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that, that that was a great a great trip. Uh, good day out on the on the South Coast. Um, we got absolutely hammered in the streets by Southampton fans. Um, so I had to duck into a pub where they locked us in, which was an awful shame. And we, we sat there... You're scrapping, yeah. I wasn't scrapping. I was in the pub looking out the window at it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Neil. <laughs> Paddy, no, because my um, pick a number between one and one, two, three, four. Pick a number between one and fifty-eight. Three. Oh Jesus. I have to go back up to the top. I, I strategically went into the middle. So, one, two, three. A man by the name of Noel Kelleher. Well done. You've won one of the, the Tony Daly books. Excellent. No, Paddy. I need to go to Twitter and I need to look up this Tony you Daly. You've got to Twitter. Okay, let's have a look so and see. Again, keep on talking about the scrap there, Paddy. This, this, okay. Uh, so Cloudy with a chance of UFOs says he wouldn't start McGinn. Needs a few games out of the team, and and look, that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't pick him in the original one. Uh, Alex Roberts, I got to better read it before I put it up. Um, he watched the the game Southampton versus Chelsea. Um, their young centre back, catch up or catch up, however you pronounce yeah. it, and centre midfield Lavia were immense. Good to know. Yeah, good. It looks like Lavia is actually going to be out. Looks yeah. like he's got the out as well. Yeah, um, he has so sure. um, This is another one that caught my eye. Can JJ play that left uh, LF? I presume you're talking about the, the left forward role that I said Buendia and Coutinho start. Yes, I do believe he can. I also believe John McGinn can do it. He does it for Scotland and does it very well. Whether Stephen Jarrett plays him there now is another story, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Paddy, I need you to pick a number between... So how many retweets? One, uh, one and forty-one. One and forty-one. Number eleven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ah, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> the Clare villains have have oh, wow. the other book. 
Claire Villains. Is that Ali? <laughs> that's Ali. Yeah, that's Ali. Go ahead, Ali. So Noel Kelleher wins the first book. All right. And uh, Claire Villains wins the second one. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everybody for uh, the kind words that we had about the Tony Daly interview. It's the first time we've ever had a player or ex-player on the podcast. Uh, I genuinely have to say he's a delightful human being. You know, like we were chatting for about an hour beforehand. They were chatting for about 25 minutes afterwards and just a sound skin, as we'd call him over here. And and that's nice. I did a couple, I was telling him, I, I did a couple of interviews with NFL players previously. In a previous life, I used to, I used to do some, um, some work in, in, in that, in that area. And, you know, it was very frosty. We were told exactly what we could say, what we couldn't say, what pictures we could use, what pictures we couldn't use. And before the interview, I was telling him, I was asking him all these questions. He's like, man, it could ask me anything. Ask me anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then I, I showed him, can we use these pictures? You can use whatever pictures you want to be. I was there. Oh my God, this is so refreshing. This is so much more refreshing. So fair play to him. Uh, really, really, uh, really appreciate his time. And if he is watching this, uh, you know, he know that I mean that because he was a breath of fresh air and, and so candid, candid in these interviews as well. Yeah. Which is great. So We've, uh, I've got this message so many times this week. Ad says we need to get God on. We have been in touch with God. Um, it's not something that God does, but we're hoping that he will. And uh, the, the invite is out there. And uh, we, we if, if we do see him, we'll see him in the next couple of weeks, I'd say. If not, we'll leave him be. And we'll just use his name as our podcast because he is, he is God at the end of the he day. Is the best. He is absolutely the best. The best indeed. Um, I have one more little thing that I was going to mention. Prior to this, um, oh yeah, I just wanted to ask and shout out to anybody who's listening or watching the podcast. There is there anybody going to the game? As I say, we're going to start how we're going to finish up how we started because um, I'm jealous. I'm je- like I'm jealous ninety percent of the times I do the team sheet tension when I see all these people going. Oh, I'm just in the concourse. I should be there or whatever. And after the game, I get texts from people going, "Oh, I had a crowd of people around me. We were stuffing our face with burgers. or we had four pints on the on the table, and you know we were watching the team sheet tension." <laughs> so, and that's pretty cool. But and please don't stop sending them because it actually makes me feel connected to the game. But I get serious FOMO, and I'm going to get it tomorrow. I don't know why, but tomorrow I'm really missing it tomorrow night because it's in lights. And Simon Bunn is going to be there. Love it, Simon. Simon, keep us updated. And if you can tune into the Team Sheet Tantrum tomorrow, let us know what the atmosphere is like because I always want... I've never been... Sorry, I tell a lie. I've been at a midweek under lights game when Aston Villa played Bolton in the League Cup, I think in about 2010. 10 or 11 and Chris Eagles went to town it was under McLeish went to town on Aston Villa and I think we lost 3-1 so um, I want to hear a good night under, under lights at Villa Park so yeah. uh, absolutely so let us know let us know <laughs> well, if you well, are I have an invite to the pub tomorrow night <laughs> John if I if I get back from work in time and I can get out there. I will do my utmost to get out there, and we'll 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 share a point and a few stories, and we'll see how it goes. And I know Sinnets pretty well. I used to live around the corner from Sinnets before I moved up here. So fine establishment. They'll <laughs> Great place to watch a monster rugby match as well. Um, right. So guys, we're going to leave it there. We're going to do it. It's quarter past ten. Can we? Congratulations once again, and get in contact with us again, Noel Kelleher. Uh, please get in contact with us. Uh, 
hit me up on Twitter. Twitter's probably the best place to find me because sometimes I don't remember to check Instagram or, or Facebook. So Twitter, if, in case anybody ever, ever wants to find me, is probably you, the best You don't remember? No, I think I, it's because you just don't like either. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be really honest. I, I, I get a rash. I break out in a rash when I go on Facebook and, and Instagram is close to that as well. Um, so care of villains, I'm sure, Paddy, you'll let, you let Ali know. Um, exactly but thanks so much everybody oh as my camera zooms in and out thanks so much everybody for entering thanks so much as i say for the kind words about the tony daily interview we'll be back again tomorrow at 6 50 for the um team sheet tantrum and um, it will be an abridged one because i am going to the pub for points tomorrow and i must put it out there when the connacht lines when the connacht lines meet villa are yet to lose so um i've just just jinxed it, but still, it, it is true. When the Connacht Lions meet Villa, they have to lose. We've one draw and one win so far. So hopefully Good we can keep that up tomorrow. And if regardless, we will probably get a post-match podcast from outside St. Nicholas's Church again because that was a fine, comfy seat uh, outside <laughs> that church as well. So and if it isn't raining tomorrow, we'll definitely get it from there. But thanks, everybody, so much for, for watching and for listening. If you like the podcast, really appreciate it. If you aren't following us in the audios and the, our audio platforms as well, even if you just want to just click in there, subscribe, you don't even need to listen to us there. It's still all part of the algorithm. And if you are subscribed and you do like us and you want to leave us a five-star review and leave us a little written review there on the audio side of things, that all helps out the podcast as well. And it costs you nothing to do it. So that'd be cool if you could do that. Um, I am going to plug the kit bag link in the in the 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 notes for this podcast as well. If you are thinking of getting anybody some that's someone special, something for Christmas, there is 20% off. I think there might even be 25% off on some things at the moment. If you purchase from that link we do get a small bit of a kickback to help us keep going the podcast going so open transparency here on that one but there is a, a 20 percent uh, discount um, in that link below anyway i've said too much villa are going to beat southampton tomorrow i'm really looking forward to it we'll see you tomorrow for the team sheet tantrum and until then all that's left to say is up the villa what the villa Podcast Network.